how are you, Rebecca? How's it going? I'm doing great, Kara. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited to move to London. And every day, what's today? Today's the, when we're recording this, it's like the 10th of July. Yep. Okay, so it's like a whole month and eight days. Yes. <laughs> it's like 38 days. Very exciting. And I'm like, oh, I know, but I'm like, every day I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, it's not here yet. <laughs> Very close. I'm just like counting down the days because I'm just really excited also to like record those genuinely yeah. with like you in I the know. same room. And Kara and I met, I think, you know, we've talked about this a lot of times, but we met when we were 10, 11. And yeah. <laughs> We always dreamed of working together when we were really young. And living together. And we we did that. We've already worked together. And now mm-hmm. we're getting to live together. And that is just so exciting. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. We talk, yeah. I think, I think about... <laughs> yeah, we met in French class. We were in the French room. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, my computer just made a noise. I didn't hear it. it. Sent really the Beyonce. <laughs> Finally sent your film. Oh, oh, fun, fun, fun. Um, we, yeah, we met. No, we Beyonce. were in homeroom together. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um. I think today, what I'm really excited about today is that we're, this is our 10th episode. Yes. Happy 10th episode. It's so exciting. Yeah, happy 10th. I know. And it's coming out. Uh, it's coming out on the 19th of july oh my gosh today's the 19th exciting of july, if you're listening on the 19th of july. oh my gosh no <laughs> dude that's three months exactly after our first episode oh my goodness yeah you're right wow i know and also i'm moving i'm moving exactly four months after our first episode wow that's in. i know it's like the stars align or something yeah oh <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I love that. Everything happens. Listen, everything happens for a reason. So for our tenth episode, we have composer Durell Etienne. He is so incredible. I think every time I speak to Durell, I learn something new. And oh, for sure, he yeah. just is packed with really good advice, and he's just always willing to talk so in depth about music. And he, you just tell how much he loves it and yeah and openly and is very like I was like really struck by his um advice like it's very it's very it's advice that you wouldn't come along you know how some advice you always get free yeah you know people are like oh you know wait or like oh take your time yeah, yeah. like people will always be free to say that but Darrell actually gives you like such solid advice for like for free essentially. and he and- cre- created a metaphor Literally, Ugh. like, a metaphor, which you will hear later, about a tree, yeah. but it's so it's helpful so to visualize. I mean, you'll hear about it. Yeah. It Just look out for that metaphor. It's it, it it's changed, like, how I view my work, like, my approach yeah. to my work. Like, honestly, I've thought about it a lot since talking to him. That's what I, yeah, that's what I feel like, you know, when I t- talk to Darrell, I feel like I, I always walk away with a new perspective of how to approach mm-hmm. my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just yeah. hope we hope you, I we think... hope you enjoy. Yeah. Don't listen to us talk. About yeah. It. Just, just <laughs> like listen to him. Continue, continue listening.
Sorrel. I'm a composer. I compose for games, animation, a lot of media, but my job's currently are games and animation. Um, I'm from London. Um, born in London, raised in London. Parents are from the Caribbean. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. We're so excited to have you on. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Darrell is one of it's my great. favorite people ever. Yeah, I, you're one of my favorite for, because you're from Connecticut and I've heard the thing <laughs> about it. Back full circle. Full I, circle. I just, you know, you hear loads of great things about Connecticut. So <laughs> Could really not cool. be any further from uh, I don't, I don't really know about that. I don't know I, uh, true. I, I don't know. I heard the water's great. Oh, stop <laughs> We can, we can, we can talk about, we can debate this later, you know? <laughs> So what started your passion for composing? Um, not doing it. I, my <laughs> main passion for composing, um, it all started with Guitar Hero 2006. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah, I got it. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I got it as like a, a Christmas present. My family got it. So then I played the drums, the electronic drum kit, and like the guitar. I was like, oh, this is all cool, this is all cool. Went to secondary school. Um, I was smart for one point. Um, so they were like, we have free music lessons for smart kids. I was like, yeah, yeah I get to skip math, Ooh. mathematics. Um, I get to skip that and get free music lessons. So then I was like, oh, drums. So I played it. I was like, oh, I can play the drums. And my teacher was like, why can you play the drums? <laughs> you said you, you couldn't play the drums. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I know why I could play the drums. Um, I had all this, like, uh, education, which was great, the government cared about the arts back then, um, <laughs> and it got to a point where I got to university to study music performance and world music. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I had like really bad insomnia, so I'd yeah. stay up every night and write music for fun. Um, and that's mm. how I got into music. But the reason I wrote it is because. Of course, you know, I played that game and whatever, but like I was really into like video games. I loved the music scores in video games. So I yeah. put two and two together. I was like, oh, I like games. I like music. Let's go write music for games. And then I spread out my teacher. You are smart. Who? <laughs> what? I said you are smart. Oh, no. I said he is smart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> two plus two doesn't equal video game composer. I don't. <laughs> 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 You did skip math, so I mean. <laughs> no, no, I stopped being smart halfway through then. So, so yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but the music ability got up. I, I, I don't know if there's a correlation. There might be. No, there's some <laughs> stuff about like left side of the brain. Left, right? I left, can't tell. Right. Um, I yeah. Suck, I suck at math, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I yeah. So that was. Really How does cool. your left side and your right side of the brain have to do with math? No, it's like your. Logical and creative side. Yeah, there's like a. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, 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 yeah, oh. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. gotcha Specific gotcha. thing. That yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't um, know. Don't quote me. Don't quote him. I, I cried every single day after physics, and I wish I was joking in high school. Oh really? Every single day. I cried after I cried music. Every single day. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Look where you are now. <laughs> that was weird. Why? Why did I cry after music? Anyway. You cared about it. I still cry after music. That's my process, I but I think you're gonna ask. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna question. 
Okay. So in the mornings when I start writing music, I uh, I don't say anything. <laughs> See, now you know what not saying anything looks like. Yeah. I'm just I trying to picture do you like sitting at your keyboard. I, I get. I'll, I would do. Um, I would do some um, like music theory study because my theory sucks. Theory study, read some scores, and then sit down and like let it soak it all in. So uh, listen to my music references, that kind of stuff. Soak it all in. And then I get up and I walk away and I come back and I write music. What are you studying right now? What am I? Studying. Like, what are you? Scores. Score studying, yeah. Uh, back to the Future. Ooh. Back to the Future. Oh. Score. Love some Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri. That's such a good score. So good. You know, like, at the end? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, I just, it's ridiculous. Harmonically, it's ridiculous. I don't understand it. I, I, I taught myself music. And I didn't go through the very traditional... I taught myself how to compose, and I didn't go through the traditional route. So sometimes I see stuff, and I'm like, this isn't human. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up, because I want to talk about how you are self-taught. Okay. Because you're quite, you're quite amazing. And I think I'm when okay. we showed up at the Royal College of Music, what was so awesome was that everyone came from different backgrounds. Mm, that was very cool. And we all have our own strengths and weaknesses. But it just goes to show you that there is just not one way to pursue this career That's or any not one way. Nope. You know, you don't have to go down one path to be to find yeah. success. So talk Absolutely. to us about how you taught yourself. What like what did you refer to? Did you like look to yeah. YouTube? Did you um, find a tutor? So I can play like six instruments and I learned them all by ear. Mm-hmm. So when it came to writing music, yeah. I was like, oh this sounds good because I know what it would sound like. Um mm-hmm. I learned like four by year and had like two lessons for two years. Um, so when I first started writing music, I was used to maybe five, four, I can't remember. I'm old. I hate that, and uh, like especially in like music class when everyone would open the alphabet yeah. at the same time. And they're like, Sibelius hat plays like an orchestral excerpt every time. You MIDI. MIDI. Okay. No, it was real actually. I think it's Is real. It? The new one's real. The new one's real. Um, it's so, annoying. Yeah, so, yeah, 2 a.m., that goes off. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know how to write scores, but I'm writing anything on Sibelius. Writing some fun music. It all sounds quite fantasy, quite, like, because I'm big into, like, fantasy music and stuff. Um, so it all sounds like that. I'm like, okay, great, great. Then I start showing people. People are like, oh, you can actually compose. I was like, well, compose I'm just, I'm bored. Um, then I tried to teach myself um, through reading books and stuff, but that doesn't work because it stops. <laughs> I read the word and it stops. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. Um, but then my teacher, his, um, Richard Lightman from Canada, great guy, um, he taught a film scoring class in like my second or third year in my undergrad and um he would show us all these scores like spider-man spider-man 2 theme and a bunch of everything i was like wow this is really cool and he i showed him my music he's like you've got a talent for this like you should try to go into film music so really he's like "Yeah, yeah yeah and he showed me uh East West sounds mm-hmm. and virtual libraries. Yeah, virtual library. And I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, this exists. Um, and he, he, so, I, you know, I had a few uh, classes, exams, whatever. I just did it all. He was like, everything you're doing is great. Like, it's great. And I think he did, like, the sound design for Superman 2. Oh. The good. original. Wow, ages ago. Say, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's crazy sound effects in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, his son does film scoring. So, yeah, he kind of pushed me towards that. Um, and... But those three years, and this was in three years, those three years, mm-hmm. I didn't reference or study other music. I just wrote music. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Mm-hmm. That's bad. That's not good. People think, oh, it's so great, it's so original. No. Because what's original is the stuff that you like and all the elements that you take from it. So I, mm-hmm. after three years, I gained this process of, I realized, right, I need to listen to a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. This is 2016 when I graduate because I want to go to the Royal College of Music I said that in 2014 mm-hmm. I want to go to the Royal College of Music so you know a year into my undergrad um, so I would listen to music and copy it out by ear but like through my virtual libraries mm-hmm. not through like scores mm-hmm. not through Sibelius not yeah. through like, and that's why my mm-hmm. score writing is so bad because I should do that but um, I would copy it out uh music and then I'd listen to scores and I'd try to um uh you know emulate it and see what I like about the music itself and dissect it but in my head not like on paper or whatever. Um mm-hmm. and then like in 2017 um I was like right uh I've got a good part time job so I should pay for lessons which is where I found Mike. Oh, Mike. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. You knew Mike before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike uh, was one of our professors. One of our professors. Uh-huh. Um, and I had, like, one or two lessons with him. Um, and I thought, this is really cool. He's, you know, we learned about, a lot about how to drain your dragon. And I was like, what? I love how to drain your dragon. He loves how yeah. to drain your dragon. So that was uh, a great film score. And I kept teaching myself. I kept working on projects and learning through projects. Um, and then 2018 comes around um, I was like I want to go to the Rock College of Music but and I knew Vasco our then head of uh, the course was giving a talk so I went to that talk um, and I said I pulled him aside after he had this great talk and everyone loves him um, so I pulled him aside and I was like hi I'm Dora I want to go I want to study at the Rock College of Music what can it give me? And he was like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was looking at me like I was crazy. And then he was like, okay, okay, I've mean, got a few minutes. And he explained that and we talked to him. Like, that was interesting. And then I, uh, you know, and in that time I was doing my whole portfolio. So I was writing scores. Um, I was, you know, um, preparing the music, preparing everything um, to send off on the application. I applied. I got past the test and then I applied I got past that test that came up and then yeah I got in and yeah that was kind of my process until you know then it was 2019 but like nothing's changed since then everything's been frozen through the pandemic um so for me it's like that that was a large leap I had to do from 2013 to 2019 Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. 
there was no one taught me anything yeah <laughs> you know yeah, like my yeah. teachers showed me this mike showed me this kind of stuff other, other people showed me this but it was mainly self-study so um yeah that's the thing yeah that's that's yeah that was my process it's incredible. Yeah. 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 yeah um what i was really curious about like so you talk like about your influences and how you study music um how do you go about like picking something to study and this is sort of a secondary question but like what are some of your influences that you like to draw from the most right right so, so how do i how do i pick <laughs> uh how do i pick something to study oh, so I know first? It's a tough question. Yeah, yeah um basically i look at music as like everyone has their own influences and I look at it as like mm. a tree. So you you are the tree, and the branches are your influences, and the leaves are the specific mm-hmm. things that you like. The artists. Did you come up with that? Um, That's so cool. I, I I read like a bunch of different stuff and like just kind of put it I all love together. That. It's like my music. It's all the same. Everything in my life is the same. That's gonna be a quote that shows up on our Instagram. Story. Oh, is it? <laughs> Very cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Very cool. So like, yeah, you know, I read a lot of like books, self help music you know creative whatever books <laughs> self-help how to not, not die as an artist the, how what well, there's a word for it yeah it's, it's, it's something like how to not die as an artist I don't know. so like survival I, kit. yeah yeah artist survival kit or something I don't know. so I, you know put it all together and kind of come up with ideas myself so that's that was yeah that's how i believe people are everyone's quite unique mm-hmm. so the branches are like the different styles of music because i listen to absolutely everything mm-hmm. i write absolutely everything I'm narrowing it down. We'll talk about that later. Um, so different styles and influences, and I would just pick from. I'll pick the leaves. Which ones? So if I'm writing, uh, you know, like um, um, from writing rock music or whatever, you know, I like eighties rock, Iron Maiden, that kind of stuff. Um, glam rock, power, power metal, that kind of stuff. If I'm picking like mm-hmm. orchestral, then I have my, it depends on what in the orchestral, but I have my classical composers. Um, and, you know, and modern composers as well. Stravinsky. Yeah, and modern composers, I like Japanese animation. So, like, mm-hmm. Joe Saishi, very cool studio Ghibli stuff. Love that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, which is just so classical good. music. I, I'm gonna get yeah. killed. People will kill me for that, but Joe Saishi is just classical music with like no, a hint of Japan. Yeah. A hint. Just enough to make it familiar to. Um and yeah, so if it you know, if it comes to like studying and you know, picking the my influences, I already I write down my influences. I know who I have. I know who I have on my tree mm-hmm. for certain genres, not everything, because I'm still doing it. And, you know, I have different names and my favourite styles of work from them um and the next question was who are my uh influences who are my favorite composers yeah like like, who you pull from the most yeah Um, takashi yoshimatsu is a fantastic fantastic orchestral composer um he's amazing he's amazing he wrote something for the bbc symphony orchestra he writes stuff just writes it kicks it out um, so that's a large influence um, James Newton Howard 
film music. Super, super, super large influence. I met him. He's a great guy. That's right. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. How'd you, how'd you meet? Um, Mike was there too. That's great. Oh, that's uh, right. I the story. <laughs> so, so I went to this event. And I'd say I'm a quite social person. True. Very, very social. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually an introvert, and most people don't get that. Um, so I was at the event, and no one wanted to talk to me. I was like, I, this, what, what is going on? <laughs> I was with, like, Sherry, my best friend. He's an artist, and he's going to be amazing. And, like, in two years' time, people are going to be like, I wish I did a podcast with him. We will, we're going to have him on, because we ask you at the end. To there we go. There we go. Okay. Spoilers. Um... <laughs> And I'll probably give that away in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I keep people on their toes. <laughs> right. So, me and Sherry were at this event where James Newton Howard was talking. I saw Mike. Mike was with his buddies, you know, his students, uh, his ex-classmates and stuff. So, that was cool. Um, and no one was, like, talking to me. Mike said hi and whatever. But everyone else was, like, you know, really stuck up. I'm going to say this. Film composers can be really stuck up. Not Becca, though. She's okay. Really? Uh, <laughs> Did you oh. catch that? He's a not Becca. That's so fancy. Really? <laughs> You're okay. Wait, You're for okay. real? Yeah, film. I feel, uh, the film Is students, really? not the composers itself, not the top ones, because they're very like humble. Yeah. yeah. That's what's crazy. When you that's meet like a film composer, so humble. super humble. But people who want to be film composers, mm-hmm. that's different. They all yeah. like, you know, I was sitting there and this guy was talking about oh, how I listen to all your scores and I travel the world and this. And I was like. Whoa. He doesn't care, dude. The dude doesn't care. He's like, oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, he, everyone's lined up to meet him. And I get to him. I'm like, man, no one wants to talk to me here. Like, no one cares. And he's like, it's okay. Hansen was my only friend. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> I don't have friends. I was like, great, great. This is good. He's a cool guy. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, that's what people love about you is, like, you're just honest. Who, me or James Ian Howard? James Ian Howard is very honest. Well, um, then I guess you guys are. No, Uh, because you don't try, you never try to be someone else. You're very, like, you know, upfront. Like, when you ask Vasco, like, what can you do for me? Yeah. That's why teachers hate me. I can't, I can't bend the knee. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to become more adaptable. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, uh, you know, James Ian Howard, um, uh, you know, I, I just these are like really big influences. Nobuo Uematsu, another Japanese composer for video games, Final Fantasy, huge series. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then like um, Ludwig Goresson. Oh, oh, yeah, Ludwig Goresson. He's, he's so good. Mandalorian, Tenet, Black Panther. Crazy, crazy. You know, what I love about Ludwig. Mm-hmm. I can't say his name. Sorry if you're listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> He doesn't fit in the industry one bit. It's fantastic. I he love it. it. He doesn't. <laughs> and that's why I really like He's so cool. He's really cool. He, he looks like, like a... Like a yeah. And I know he does like lots of pop music as well. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's that's what I like about him. He, he, his he music is so... He mixes a lot so of genres. crazy. And that's me. And everyone's yeah. like, oh... Yeah, you... I, I found your... We were listening to your SoundCloud earlier. And I feel like it's just... You're so, your, your range is so wide. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I would have sent you guys more music. Um, oh, please! <laughs> we yeah. have to put some on the show. It's like you have full ownership. Yeah, if you I want. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. I'll make everything. sure my... Oh, not everything. <laughs> but, uh, it's, just, it's, it's a seven-hour podcast. <laughs> it's just all of your music. <laughs> no commentary. Just all of it back-to-back. 
I, I, you, what I really like on podcasts is when I know a few guys that do podcasts is like, you know, they do like interviews and then whatever. And then they'll have like, oh, you know, we're going to listen to this track. And because we are the queens of seamless transitions here at the podcast Imperfect, we thought now is the perfect time to insert one of the pieces Darrell sent us entitled Reconnected. He was so awesome to do that. And I think it's an, a great accompaniment piece to the rest of the episode. Since he talks so much about influences, inspirations, you'll really be able to hear that in his music. And um, it really connects to the rest of the conversation. So without further ado, we hope you enjoy Reconnected by Darrell Etienne. That was absolutely stunning. It completely transported me to a different time and place. And I'm sure our listeners feel the same. Thank you to Darrell for sending us that piece to put in our episode and giving our, our listeners a little sneak peek of your music. And to our listeners, to hear more of Darrell's music, please stay tuned to the rest of the episode where Darrell will give his socials. That will, of course, also be linked down below. And we hope you enjoy the rest of the conversation. Are there other influences that aren't specifically like music or composing that that influence you, like art related? I worked in a museum for three years. No way, really? Yeah, oh. so, so I stared at a lot of dead paintings, dead people in paintings. Dead people? <laughs> dead people in statues. It's, it's, it's all uh-huh. the same. Um, I, I was forcibly 
stuck in museums as a gallery assistant. So I'd sit around and I'd look at everything, paintings and everything. And I'd just absorb it all. And I'm like, oh, I need to write some music. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that's, I did that every day for three years uh, in between wow. my education. So I would mm -hmm, sit mm -hmm. at work and I'd go home, I'd write music. And yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't a choice though. It's not like I, you know. I hope the yeah, speaking, uh, to uh, speaking to me, I can hear it. I can what hear is she the music. Um, no, it wasn't like that. Um, That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I go on that walk, like, that um, that walk I tell you about. You know, after my two hours of contemplating life, I, I'll go on a walk by a river, whatever, and that's where all the music comes from. Um, mm -hmm. Concept art. Uh, we're gonna need to lower the volume for that. Uh, Concept art. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> so so because I loved video games when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while I was writing music in the morning, I'd write it to pictures of concept art. Mm, of like, for, you know, yeah. it could be games, it could be Star Wars, it could be anime. As long as it's the concept yeah. art, so I'd hear the music. I'd look at, it, I'd look at, it, I hear the music in my head, and I'd just write it out. I did that for a few yeah. years. That's what I, I was so doing cool. then. I forgot. I was like, oh, I just stayed up. No, I was looking at art and writing music. Mm. But like, yeah, concept art specifically. Um, I used to look at this uh, artist called Jonas DeRoe. He does like, he did like Star Wars and stuff. But I think he, I, don't know, I mm -hmm. forgot. Jonas, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And also give me a job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he would, um, he's such a talented artist and, and you know I, I like i said i used to just stay up and look at his concepts and be like well, i can just hear music and same thing i would look at images and i could just hear the music it's always like mm -hmm. that i could always hear music in my head um so i just write out that. that's insane rebecca hears me say this all the time but like as someone who has no like musical ability whatsoever it's like it's like insane to me i love <laughs> people with no musical insane. ability but she understands music so well like you are such a musical person I don't understand music. I just do it. <laughs> I just like listening to as wide a range as possible. I love I love music. I just don't. I'm not very like good at doing anything with it. I'm not very good at the technical side of music. I can just do it. It's like breathing. So um, what was the question? <laughs> no, you answered it. It was it was like your other influences that weren't like composing. It was the concept art, and I I do it recently, yeah. and you know I've got so much new music mm. you know just like you know if i could log into my soundcloud and like show you um because it's like it's all private oh it is <laughs> yeah and i was just uploading it's private and it's just like i would see an image and i just write the music and boom uh you know that that, that would be some of my practices sometimes i do that in the morning before i have to write more music after. Mm. so yeah do you write every day no nope i haven't written in a week no, no, I, I, I love to ignore music. I love. No, because I think like that too. Like, when you say like you go on walks and you're contemplative, so much of composing is done outside of writing the music. music. Yes, like how many times do I just like lay in bed and look at the ceiling and I'm just like, oh, I've got something. Huh? There we okay. go. So usually the shower for me. I'm going to shower. Yeah. I start humming, and then I've got like a symphony. <laughs> Grab the phone and start humming into the phone. <laughs> yeah. But so much of 
where it comes from is not sitting down in front of your computer or at a piano. Yep. Um, one of the books I was re- reading, Still Like an Artist, by Austin Kleon. <laughs> Get that. No promotions, but Austin, you hear me? <laughs> um, Still Like an Artist talks about how the human brain works on very practical stuff, like actually doing things. That's how we developed, evolved, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when we are creative, it's great to have a physical process mm. of creating away from the technology. Yeah. Um, mm. This can be playing an instrument. You can play an instrument. You can, that's why they say get a piano away from your... Yeah. It's a safety net. It's a safety net or uh, take a score, go somewhere else, write music on the notation. Well, um, especially with the sound libraries, it's so easy to just get in the habit and narrow like you know once you find something that's comfortable you kind yeah. of like keep doing it well that's how i started writing music so i'm i have to move out from that yeah. because i thought you know oh yeah you know i'll just write and there'll be like a you know gato strings and you know not really that many different articulations um but when you listen to music you're like oh they do all these different stuff and i'm used to just writing big old fantasy music with mm-hmm. you know just uh you know sustained strings and that kind of stuff it's yeah it's good to get away sustained strings yeah sus sus um so you know typical flute strings for our listeners what's your favorite sample library favorite sample library um our dedicated listeners it's it's i'm not gonna say spitfire i'm not gonna say it everyone loves spitfire audio i feel like Mm -hmm. spitfire audio uh, sells sample libraries like they sell tea. It's very British, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they're like, oh yeah, you know, new thing. Uh, it's green green tea library. So I won't say Spitfire Audio, even though they're great. I do like Spitfire. Everyone loves Spitfire. Um, <laughs> I really really like um, Cine uh, samples. Yeah, they're great. Cine samples, Cinebrass, Cine Winds. That's the two I use. Um, mm-hmm. Strings is cinematic samples. Spitfire audio percussion. Yeah, yeah, I know I said I don't. I'm not going to say Spitfire. But yeah, my ma- favorite sample library is Cine. What was it? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cinematic <laughs> studio. It is, it is Cine samples. Cine samples. Love it. It's, it's great, yeah. Mm. So you do a lot of work in video games and you're. Yeah finding a lot of success. You've been recognized a lot for your work in video games. Not crazy amounts of success, but I'm doing what I well, need to do. Well, you're working, and you're making a living off of it. Yes. I'd say that's... But, Rebecca, didn't you say... I'm sorry, but aren't you recognized by BAFTA? <laughs> oh, yeah. The BAFTAs are like, yeah, top 100 black game developers, or people working in black people working in games. So like, the BAFTAs were like, yeah, this guy's cool. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Um... Shout out to the BAFTAs. Love the BAFTAs. <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I mean, that's awesome. That's so, I mean, it's really, it's just cool. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to get a little bit of appreciation after seven years of slaving away. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the undertones of that statement. <laughs> no, um, you know, that was, that was a little bit of notification. And... Um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was really cool. How is writing for video games different than scoring an animation or TV? Because I don't understand. I don't think people understand how very, how completely different, different it is. When you write music... Games. I think... Go on. 
Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I think there's, like, also this misconception because, like, video games are so, like, the whole, like, everything around video games is so freaking cool right now. And it's just going to explode even more so. And the stories you're getting in-game and the, the play and, like, all of that and the technology is just, like, it, it's it, it's going to surpass movies. I hate to say it. I mean, it's like, making it more money like, than movies. Yeah. Video games outsells movies all the time. Yeah. They make, yeah. It's, it's, you know, way more money than movies. And people are like, oh, no, video games make a lot more money than movies. Yeah. That's why I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and you're right. I, um... And you, that's why you have a lot of film composers kind of dipping their toes in video games mm-hmm. as well because they're like, right, this is fantastic. Hans Zimmer did like uh, Call of Duty, um, yeah. you know, but this was like years ago. So he was like, yeah, I'll do a bit of that. Um, you have many, many, video, many film composers. The composer for, I think it's Trevor Morris, composer for the Castlevania animation series on Netflix. Also the composer mm-hmm. for Vikings, the TV series. Mm-hmm. He's also the composer for Dragon Age, the game. So, you have, I love that. I want that. I want that. Give me animation, give me games, give me films, don't put me in one box. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's becoming more normal. Mm-hmm. Games are becoming be more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Games are more, like, accessible and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. people are, like, lots of scores for games. Um, and you have, like, uh, concerts for video game music sold out of the Royal Albert Hall, PlayStation. Yeah. Completely sold out. Sold out. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, insane. Cool. Um, cool, cool. So like, so, the difference between writing music for games, films, animation is that they're all different. Mm-hmm. Uh, for games, you know, initially it was quite looped, so you'd have to write music so it loops back into each other. And when you write music for games, you're not writing to a specific image. Maybe you'll get gameplay and stuff. Concept art. Concept art lots of concept art, lots of writing. Mm-hmm. And you'll get the, you'll write the music and initially the music was supposed to be looped. But now we have something called adaptive music where the music changes mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. certain actions happen in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you write a bunch of different music that all works together theoretically, which is what I suck at. Um, seriously, like adaptive music is just a different full game. Um, and, you know, when certain things happen, maybe... Uh, certain elements of the music will change and it'll change with, throughout the game mm-hmm. um, that's great everyone loves that especially film composers that's just what's really cool right now a mm-hmm. game called Monster Hunter which is a very traditional uh, Japanese video games are very melodic mm-hmm. while western mm-hmm. video games are very textural, textural the scores mm. so you know you get sometimes they cross over but like you know this is just how it's been for years super mario is a japanese video game everyone can remember the super mario theme it's just how it is yep exactly it's just it's just the it. episode we dropped today that we're recording this was for my friend dante and i start off by like not humming but like humming the super mario that's how the episode starts <laughs> and that's what i love about uh japanese video game music because mm-hmm. it's very 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 melodic yeah so that you know that's what's really cool for games the adaptive stuff mm-hmm. um for films it's writing to the image or mm-hmm. you know for the image, for the image not to yeah yeah for the image because not everything works exactly well with the image but you know sometimes that's the point mm-hmm. so you write for the image um it's very interesting 
Uh, who was the Merlin composer that came in? Rob Lane. Rob Lane. Oh, okay. We this love guy Rob Lane. can write for image. <laughs> Yeah. He can write for image. But you he, have a lot of film composers who come in and they're like, yeah, yeah, here's my score or whatever. Rob was so good at making the score work for the image. It's ridiculous. I can't believe he's not even as well known as... Everything you, know. you were saying though earlier about listening to reference music and studying is yeah. exactly what Rob does. And that is... Exactly what Rob did. Rob Dane, yeah. composer for the Merlin TV series, which I right. absolutely love. And yeah, some yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah. A bunch of other John, stuff. John Adams. John Adams. Yeah. Elizabeth, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. He's so good. Um, you know, and he's not a big composer, but, you know, he's, he's big enough. Um, mm-hmm. And he was all self-taught. It was instruments. He learned, he played instruments, but then he taught himself. He joined the band, taught himself music. And the way that he taught himself music was just like me. And that was scary because I've never met anyone like that. I've never met anyone learn music in the same way. But he got deep into it and he got into the theory and for some reason combined the theory with his yeah. knowledge of, uh, you know, playing instruments already. And, like, it, he's, he just mastered analyzing music I've never seen it like that it's it was one of the most educational things I think I've been to really in the last like two years one of those yeah, yeah. yeah one of those it was I've never because he came in and he had a stack of scores with him he threw him out he, it was no, a packet of scores and he said okay I'm going to play you some of my music and here is Goretzky's Symphony of Sorrow Songs first movement yeah these next eight bars I listened to them and I was like hmm Okay, I what like, what can I take what out can I of take it? From it? And it's it was so cool to see. That's that really cool. Yeah, and that that's what I loved about um, Takashi Yoshimatsu, because okay, so the way Rob Lane talked was like you have to take something from a piece of music, and study that thing that creates that music and expand on it, and that's oh. what uh, that's what Beethoven did. It was that, that's what all the classical composers did. They'll take an idea, yeah. expand, mm-hmm. you know, but you can do that with anything, art music anything you know sculpture it doesn't matter it's creative you take something that you really like remember my tree i have my favorite composers uh i have my branches and i so i'll go in the leaves right and rip it apart <laughs> rip all the leaves take a bit of leaf or maybe the stem growing apple growing apple <laughs> you know is um and you know when you kind of go deep in you can really like take um, something that you really like so uh, Takashi Yoshimatsu I think that's the name uh, uses a lot of clusters which is pan-diatomicism uh, specific, in a specific way in his music and it sounds fantastic and I'm going to take it I'm going to take it uh, say that on the podcast uh, let it be known on the internet um, I don't know if Gauguin is like the best person to quote you know but uh, he did say art is either plagiarism or revolution and that's one of my favorite quotes ever so yeah, yeah. As in, yeah. You are your music is but, what you love. Yeah, but when yeah. you have too much of what you love, then no one will recognize its influence because the tree has lots of branches. Yeah. And I think people are really concerned about reinventing the wheel. Oh no, yeah. no, no. But I think when I I'd make a rubble wheel. Put it on cars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. You know, I don't care about the good Wait, old I stone. remember I don't know if I've told this, but I was really last year I came here and everyone had their own it sounded like everyone had their own style. Well, last year or yeah. 2019? Oh, 2019. Yeah, yeah sorry. We've it hasn't felt like Yeah, the pandemic. Um, yeah. But I was so, I say this all the time on the podcast. I was so concerned about finding my style. But yeah. as long as you're just doing your thing and 
writing what you love and looking to what you love, it's going to sound like you no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. I find that Rebecca's music sounds like her. Yeah. Like, just like through and through. And I say that to you, Rebecca, all the time. <laughs> I, I say this. A lot of the uh, really, the people that pay close attention can hear the composer in the music. You can hear their personality. Um, yeah, yeah. Because what you like is what you like, and that's you personally. What you like and what like I like are two different things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you write things in a certain way, I can hear what you are essentially. Do you think it's important for a composer to have their own sound? Um, yes, I think it's a, important for composers to be individual. If they sound like someone else, they sound like someone else. As long as they're like, this is my influence. This is what I like. But many, many composers ignore that. I did for three years. Three years out of seven, eight, nine. What year, what year are you in 2021? Three years out of eight years, I spent not listening to other people. Do you know how crazy that is? It's like not looking at art while painting. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah next question. Let's, let's go. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, the film music and animation music is a lot of pre-written music, right? No one, no one talks about this because no one animator composers animation composers never speak no one there's no infinite references there's nothing you just thrown in and good luck animation music <laughs> you you uh often um uh you write music prehand so they'll give you like similar things concept art that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um you know for games very similar but then it's quite open-ended as well and you can write a lot of different differing themes um, you know, motifs can be the same in music. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey Mouse, uh, that kind of stuff. But when the animation comes out, your music has to adapt to specific scenes, so you change it like a film composer, which is why I love animation. Uh, specific animation. This is this is Japanese animation, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. It's a great middle ground. It's mm-hmm. a great middle ground between film music and game music. It's, it's literally right in the middle of the way I write the music for animation. Um, so a lot of the animation stuff I'm doing now, I write pre-hand, and when the animation comes out, I adapt my music to yeah. what's on the screen. It's fantastic. What is the most important cool. thing for you, creatively as a composer? What's the most important thing? Uh, freedom to write music. Freedom to write music. A lot of people can't pursue their uh, creative goals because they're financially physically whatever <laughs> held back they're held back life is stopping them from creating yeah, music yeah. and i believe that uh when you're free of uh, life <laughs> when you're free of what people claim life you're able to claim life for yourself and write the music so good Gerald. so that was really good yeah what okay. they claim as life or going to work that kind of stuff yeah yeah I was going to say, do you have any advice for people who are, they feel like that is holding them back? Um, do not worry them. about getting a day job to write music. You know, a lot of people, these are new people, like, you're all people in the, you know, because this industry is not easy. And what mm-hmm. most people don't realize is that everyone at the top has had a huge support system. And it's important to have a huge support system. Family, finance. If you're rich, just go with it. <laughs> if you have money, just go with it. It doesn't matter. Don't say, oh, you know, maybe not. Go with it you'll be a great composer because you can spend nine to five writing music instead of nine to five working the job. Now, if you have a nine to five working the job, make sure you have enough mental energy to write the music in your spare time. When you don't have a job or when you don't have whatever and you can just focus on music, that's 
when 100% of your ability comes out. So I think it's important to be free to write the music. Nice, really, yeah. Wise words. If anyone can give that advice to Sterell, because he has one of the hardest working people I know. Ah, don't work hard. Work smart. Work smart. Don't work hard. Do not work hard. There's a, you will die. You will die if you work really, really hard. And it happens in the industry. A lot of people die young because they're trying to do like four or five scores. Work smart. Enjoy your life because your music's going to sound crap if you're not taking influence from somewhere else. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thank you, Daryl. So nice to meet you. Thank nice you to so meet much. You. Thank you for having yeah. me here. Yeah. I had a great time. Yay. Yeah. So we'd love for you if you could just sign off, say your name. Oh, do, again. And where we can find you on social media. Lovely, yeah. lovely. So I'm Daryl. I'm a composer from London. I write music for games, animation, currently. Uh, but I do films, everything else. Uh, podcasts. I write music for podcasts. Um, and you can find me at Daryl Etienne, D-O-R-R-E-L-L-E-T-I-E-N-N-E, anywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all the same. SoundCloud. Listen to his amazing music. SoundCloud. Got lots of SoundCloud yeah. music. Yeah. I don't have lots of SoundCloud music. I will release lots of SoundCloud music <laughs> from my hidden files. Wow. My jaw on the floor. On the floor. Daryl's so... <laughs> <laughs> he really is. And I hope you guys go check out his music. Um, or his Instagram, or his Twitter, um, yeah, because he just he's sharing a lot, and um, he's so yeah, he's so talented. I'm always just like starstruck yeah. whenever I talk to. Darryl. I mean, I I know I, but he's also so so down to earth and just willing to talk to anybody. You know, it's, it's well, awesome. Yeah. If you're interested in learning more about Darrell, go follow him on social media at Darrell Etienne. D O double R E double L E double T I E double N E. I hope I got that right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're always listening. He's like, no, I'm not <laughs> you can talk about right. that right. Um, and if you are interested in learning more about the podcast or interested in becoming a featured artist, go give us a follow on Instagram at the podcast imperfect or shoot us an email at the podcast imperfect at gmail.com. And if you want to give your lovely co-hosts a file, a file, a follow, a file, <laughs> please don't send any files. Um, you can go follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Nisco Music, and you can follow me at Quiet Open Space, all one word. Listen to Darrell's music to inspire your little project monster. Yes, go do it. You will not regret it. <laughs>